0: To uh, be here this morning to worshiping God, and uh, the chance that we all have to uh, really praise God's name, and that's what we need to continue remembering: is that we're here, we have we have church, we have each other because of God, and that's that's why we have the opportunities that we have. Very grateful to be with the Costa LA region. I do want to say, uh, very grateful for uh, Marco and Michelle's leadership. They're doing a great job leading our new region. Appreciate them and the uh, the eldership that we have uh, working, uh, working alongside together. We're talking about mothers today. Mothers, mother's work is never done. Never done. A mother is an artist. She arranges and beautifies the home. She's also be a beautician, as she clips, cuts, and curls a little beauty's hair. C, she's also a chauffeur. As she delivers one child to his piano lesson, picks up another after his ball game and hurries to meet her husband's train. D, she's a As she plans endless menus. E, she's an engineer. As she keeps the wheels of the home well-oiled and running effectively. F, she's a fashion designer. As she alters hand-me-downs and creates originals. G, she's a general practitioner as she treats a variety of ills, from scraped knees to broken. H she's a housekeeper. As she straightens and cleans and wipes up spills. I she's an information bureau. As she answers thousands of youthful questions ranging from Do caterpillars yawn or where are my socks? J, she's a judge. Moms are a judge is called upon to settle daily disputes up to wherever two or more children gather. <laughs> K, she is a keeper at home. She seeks to serve in the God-given role. L, she's a laundry worker as she battles the dreaded ring around the collar. M, she's a musician as she sings lullabies to coax droopy eyes to sleep. N, she's a nurse. As she maintains the child's spirit beside frequent sick beds. O, she's an organizer as she arranges birthday parties, shopping, expenditures, ball games, and work projects. F, P, she's a pharmacist as she dispenses band-aids, children's aspirins, and iodine. Q, uh, she's a queen of the home as she serves as the center around which the home revolves. R, she's a recreational director. As she plans activities for schools, scouts, church groups, and home, S. She's a seamstress. She patches, darns, and sews inevitable holes, rips, and tears. T. She's a teacher. As she instructs little minds in the first lessons of life, U. She's an upholsterer. As she recovers old furniture to try to make it at last a little longer, V. She's a vocational counselor. As she offers advice about possible future occupations. W, she's a waitress. And she graciously serves over a thousand meals a year. X, she's an x-ray technician. And she sees right through excuses, evasions, and cover-ups to get underneath. And Z, she's a zookeeper. As she feeds the pets, the children solemnly promised they would take care of. So true about mothers, isn't it? Mothers have zillions of jobs to keep the family and the marriage together. So true. And I know that Mother's Day uh, evokes a lot of emotions in all of us. Uh, I think even what Joe Eads had said earlier. Mother's Day provokes a lot of different emotions. Some of you may have lost your mother's. And Mother's Day is a difficult time. I pray that you have great memories about your mom. And today you, 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 you have good memories about her. I think for some of us, it's difficult because we've never really had a great relationship with our moms. And Mother's Day could be a very difficult, a difficult, uh, time. I think for others, I think for others, you've been trying to be a mom. For many years, and you haven't been able to be a mom, and so Mother's Day is is difficult because of the emotions and the hope that you can hang on to. For some of us, you have a great relationship with your mom, and you need to be grateful for that. You need to be thankful for what God has given you. But whatever whatever spot you may be in, God calls us to love and appreciate our mom, whatever spot we may be in. And so, today's lesson is simply taught, called God's Plan for Mothers. God's Plan for Mothers. And here's 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 where we're going. Here's my goal for us today. If you've got a mom that's still living, you need to love your mom. You need to be grateful for her, not just today, but also forever. But you've got to go in your love and appreciation for your mom. Some of us, perhaps, God is calling you to love the spiritual moms that God has given you in the church. Because we do have a lot of great spiritual moms. A lot of mentors. A lot of great examples. Maybe you have a stepmom that you've got to love today. And grow to show your appreciation. If you're married with kids, then, then love your wife as the mom of your kids. And I believe when we love, we love the people that God has put in our lives. We can be a testimony to the entire world that we can love each other differently that we can show people what love really is in the eyes not only of God, but also the people of this world. Amen, brothers and sisters? I've got two simple points for us this morning to help us. Number one, kids love your mom. Regardless of being a a little kid, you might be uh, in junior high school, you might be uh, in uh, high school be a campus little kid. You might be uh, an older adult kid. You might be an old kid. You're still a kid. Love your mom. Love your mom. Look at what the Bible says about loving our moms. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3, each of you must show respect for your mother and father. Showing respect. Are you... Are you being this kind of child that's showing respect to your mother? Are you listening to her? Do you listen to her? Do you obey? Do you praise your mom? Do you think about praising your mom? Are you showing manners around the house? Uh, Teenagers, are you showing manners? Are you showing respect around the house? Are you polite? Are you helpful? Are you a joy to your mom? When your mom thinks of you, Are you a joy? You need to be. God is calling us to be that way as kids. To love our mom. In Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 16, it says, God's curse on anyone who dishonors his father or his mother. As children, we have a responsibility to bring honor to the family. Honor to the name of your family. Honor to your mom. That's the responsibility that God gives us. He wants us to honor it, because it is a violation of the fifth commandment that God gives. And the Bible says, wow, if we dishonor our father and mother, may judgment of God face us. That's pretty serious right there. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 4, the Bible says, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who says cruel things to his father and mother must be put to death. Do you say nice things to your mom? Do you say nice things about your mom? Do you praise your mom? Are you for your mom? The Bible is directing us how we need to be. Do we compliment our mothers or do we criticize them? Do we ridicule our mother? Are we proud of our moms? Do we lift them up? Do we verbally abuse our mom? Do we talk back disrespectfully? And not bring joy. The Bible says such actions carried out with a severe penalty of death. That's more than a time out, kids. That's more than a spanking. That's more than a time out. That's more than a spanking. This is serious. God says, wow, you you disrespect your parents. You deserve death. This is where the amazing grace of God, just because God keeps us alive doesn't mean we continue doing the right thing. It's by His mercy and His grace that we have what we have. But kids, love your mom. If you have not been loving your mom, then you need to change. You need to find the love of God in your heart and and express it and show appreciation for your mother, regardless of how she has ever treated you. It is up to you. As a person to love your mom. Look at this one. Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eyes that mock a father that scorns obedience to a mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley will be eaten by vultures. Wow. This is like Alfred Hitchcock, the birds all over here. Wow, you dishonor, you disobey your mom. May the birds eat the eyes from the carcasses of your body that are just left unburied. This is how serious God views kids loving their mothers and respecting their mothers and honoring their mothers and lifting up their mothers. That's how serious God views this. Don't you think we should view it the same way? God expects us to love our parents, specifically our mothers. It does no good if you don't love your mother. I'm reminded of a mother's influence. There were two wooden figures of a man representing the dad and a woman representing the mom. And on the wooden figure of the man, there's a sign that reads, if daddy ain't happy, who cares? But on the wooden figure of the the woman, there's a sign that reads, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. (laughs) And that is so true. If mama's not happy in the home, there's no one happy in the home. And it is our role as kids to make mama happy. Make your mother happy. Bring her joy. I wanted to share some things uh, of some mother's desire. I asked a handful of mothers in the church some of their desires as moms. One mother said, I want to build a lifelong relationship with my children. I want to raise them to have strong, God-centered values. Another mom said, I want a village. I want the church to be my village. Another mom said, I want to be appreciated for my strengths because I'm already very aware of my weaknesses. (laughs) Another mom said, I want respect and gratitude. Then I asked some women as well, some moms, what do you desire from your husband? I desire for my husband to strive to be a reflection of my Heavenly Father. Since I didn't have a relationship with my father growing up, I can now have a reflection of God here on earth. Another wife and mom said, I want to be a partner and best friend for my husband. I want us to I want us to never forget what attracted me to him and him to me. Another mom says, I desire for my husband to be able to always look at me with the first day he knew he loved me, look. And the last mom said, I want to be romanticized by my husband no matter how long we've been married. These are some of the desires that some of our moms in our church have. They want respect from their kids. They want to be close to their kids. They want to grow old with their kids. They want from their husbands support, love, romance. First he ever looked at me with love type of look. That's what some of our moms want to see. And there are many ways that we can love our moms. Absolutely, there are many ways that we can love our moms. Today, whether it be a card. Perhaps you wrote a card for your mom. Give your card, give your mom, give your card to mom. Give your mom a card. (laughs) However order you want to do that. (laughs) Give her some flowers. That's always an encouraging thing. Uh, Obey her today. That's always a good thing, right? Teenagers, right? Campus students, single adults, senior adult minister, yes, we've got to obey. It could be those types of things because there's many ways. Maybe, maybe you need to clean the house today. Some of you are grumbling because of that. Maybe you need to mow the lawn if you have one. Maybe you need to make something. Maybe you just need to listen. Maybe you just need to be joyful and don't be grouchy today. Be pleasant. Make a phone call. Decide to do something today for your mom. Lift her up. I think if you have a mom who's a disciple, you're blessed. If you have a mom who's a Christian and who follows Jesus Christ, you are very, very blessed and lucky. And you need to thank God every day For the mom that He has given you. But if your mom is not a Christian, there are many ways to love your mom. But I think one of the best ways you can love your mom is to share your faith with her. I think that is the best way you can absolutely love your mom is that you continue sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with her. You share what you're learning. You share Scriptures. You share what God is teaching you. You help your mom understand what fuels you as a follower of Christ. And you help your mom and you share your faith with your mom. And you keep persevering. You keep persevering, reaching out to your mom, and you don't give up. And you look for ways that you can share your faith with her. I am grateful for my mom. She is still living. And uh, at this time... I would love to have my mom come out and share a few things. So let's give her a hand at this time.
1: Good morning, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. I'm Lydia Galang. I've been married to my husband for over 53 years. We raised three children, a daughter Gigi, an older son Mike, and Anthony, our youngest. And we have a very beautiful daughter-in-law, Son, who is a great mom, to their two children, to their two sons, Nick and Chris, our grandsons. Some of you might remember that I had open-heart surgery last year. And I would want to thank for all your prayers and thoughts. Thank you. I'm healthy again. I was born in the Philippines 78 years ago. I had loving parents, and they have eight siblings, and I'm the third. I was very religious. I went to church and prayed every day. I did things to please my parents and others, thinking that God was really pleased with me. I really worship a lot of traditions and I prayed to countless saints but my heart but really in my heart I had lots of self pity and grumbling a lot I thought I was okay with God When Anthony was in college, at UC Berkeley <laughs> he called us one evening, and he communicated to us that he was studying the Bible and going to church. He sounded so happy and excited, and that he was planning to be baptized. We told him that uh, he had been baptized as a baby. (laughs) (laughs) We really didn't understand until later. During one of the holidays, he came to visit. He asked the whole family to study the Bible. You know what? He got a no from his sister, another no from his brother, and I had to cook dinner. (laughs) So the only one left was his dad. (laughs) So they they sat down, and together they opened the Bible. We saw Anthony changing. He was much more loving, much more caring, much more serving. Every, t- every time he comes home, he came. Every time he came home, he will be very helpful in uh, cleaning up and washing dishes. He continued to reach out to us. He kept inviting us to church, constantly. (laughs) He He wrote a lot of letters, love letters with scriptures. It was so, it was very heartfelt for us, as parents, to receive something like that it was very convicting and encouraging he quoted lots of scriptures and to that day he still kept his letters I realized I needed to change my way of thinking about God. So I was compelled to find out more what Anthony was talking about. So my husband and I studied the Bible. Writing heartfelt letters to your mom and to your family you know what? It really works. <laughs> we started studying with some disciples from the Berkeley Church of Christ. Many stood out for me, but one scripture that stayed with me is from 1 Timothy 4.16. It's the, in the uh, NIV version. It says, watch your life." And doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And then I also read, I look it up in the New Living Translation, and it says keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right, and God will save you and those who hear you. It says to watch the way we live and what we believe. They need to be together, to go together. We need to persevere in them, and God will save not only you, but also those who would listen to you. This scripture, it's this this scripture, made me realize that what I believe was not right. It was not biblical. That helped me to study the Bible and not hold on. My old ways. It was not easy, but God allowed us to learn some basic teachings. And in July 1988, my husband and I were baptized into Christ. It was the beginning of a new life. God gave us another chance to start over again. And we learned many things. That above all, we have to love God first. With all our heart, with all our mind, body, and soul. and what the cross really means, that he really loves us so much. So now, I'm 78 years old, 23 years as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm very thankful to God and to the many disciples who continue to encourage and love us through all these years to be faithful to God and his church. I'm thankful to be a mom, a grandma, and a disciple. Thank you.
0: You know, there are many things we can do to love our moms, uh, but one of the best ways that you can love your mom is to continue reaching out to your mom and share the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep persevering. God is working on your families, but continue to be that instrument in sharing with your mom. And I don't know where my mom is. I don't know if she's backstage or not, but... uh Uh, Mom, I'm grateful that I can communicate to you that I love you still. I'm grateful for the way that you and Dad raised all three of us. I'm grateful for the way that you instilled faith in God and that you're a committed disciple of Christ yourself. And I'm thankful that your grandkids, Nick and Chris, can see you live out your faith in Jesus. And that one day, we'll be in heaven together. Let's not give up on our families, kids. Love your mom today. Be the greatest kid you can possibly be. Express your appreciation and your love for your mom. Are you ready to do that today, guys? If you're a kid, you love your mom. And you express to your mom how much you love them. Finally, I want to talk to the moms. Mom, love your kids. I want to address all the moms. Because nothing is more important to our families and to the nation than our homes and motherhood. Church starts in the home. That's what we're trying to do here in the L.A. Church with our youth and family ministry. We're trying to help families be united under the authority of Jesus Christ, walking together, unified under His leadership. But it's got to start with the mom. It's got to start with the dad. That's where discipleship must start. It's got to start with the mom. And if you're a mom this morning and you're not a disciple of Christ, I want to encourage you to pursue becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ pursue pursue learning how to be the best mom that you can possibly be and you may be working hard for your kids right now you may be working hard to provide for them for for food for shelter for clothing for possessions for money and education and talents whatever it may be you may be working hard for your kids but the most important thing you can provide for your kids is a spiritual example to be a mom who is following Jesus Christ yourself so you can be that example for your kids. That's what they need most. They need a mom who's going to help the kids be pointed and led to God. You've got to find God and you've got to go to God. If you're a mom and you're a disciple, then you're called to set an example for your kids because your kids are watching you. Your kids are watching you. And so, moms, how do you love your kids today? I just have one thought for you. Set an example for your kids. Set an example for your kids. If you're going to love your mom, or love your kids the way that God wants you to love them, then you've got to set an example. You've got to be that example for your kids. That's what God is calling you to do. Our kids need to see moms who live their lives as faithful Christians and following Jesus Christ. Our kids need to see moms who are consistently reading their Bibles and praying. Our kids need to see moms who admit their faults and their sins, who apologize for their mistakes, who walk in humility, who turn to God for their strength, who are joyful because of Jesus. That's what our kids need to see. Moms that are exemplary and setting an example for the Lord. One passage here in Galatians chapter 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit and what God's Spirit should be producing in us as people. And for the moms, it says, God's Spirit makes us loving, happy, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. There's no law against behaving in any of these ways, and because we belong to Christ Jesus, we've killed our selfish feelings and desires God's Spirit has given us life, and so we should follow the Spirit. This is what the Spirit of God produces in individuals who are following Jesus Christ. There's happiness. There's patience. There's love. There's joy. There's gentleness. And there's self-control. And so, moms, I'm talking to you today and encouraging you, are you this way towards your kids? Are you this way? Are you growing in these types of characteristics and the fruit of the Spirit towards your kids. Because kids know. Kids know whether you're really living for God or not. Kids know if you're practicing what you preach. Kids know if you're really living a Christian life. It shows mostly in the home where your guard lets down at times. It shows in the home. Because that's where they see if you're really... If you really love the Bible, that's where they see, that's where the kids see if you, if you rely on prayer. That's where your kids see if you go to God for your strength. They see it. They're watching you. They need that example. The kids see if you share your faith and care about other people. The kids see if you're being hospitable and bringing friends and guests into your home and trying to help them find God. Your kids are watching you and the kind of example that you're setting. They sense this in your spirit. They sense, your kids sense if you love church, if you love going to church, if you're committed to church, if you're, if you're going on Sundays, if you're going on midweeks, they, they watch you. They watch you. They sense it in your spirit. If you're compromising and you're allowing, you know, things to allow to come into your house, they, they see it. They're looking for you as an example. For you to set a godly woman, a godly wife, a godly mom. They know if you're sacrificial with your money. They know if you're righteous. They know if you love God more than you love the world. It's all by example. When Johnny was six years old, he was with his father when they were caught speeding. His father handed him, the officer, a $20 bill with his driver's license. And he said to his son, it's okay, son. Everybody does it. When Johnny was nine years old, his mother took him to his first theater production. The box office man couldn't find seats until his mother discovered an extra five dollars in her purse and she gave it to him. It's okay, son. Everybody does it. When he was 12 years old, he broke his glasses on the way to school. His Aunt Francine persuaded the insurance company that they'd been stolen and they collected $75. It's okay, kid, she said. Everybody does it. When Johnny was 15 years old, he made right guard on the high school football team. His coach showed him how to block, at the same time grab the opposing end by the shirt so the officials couldn't see it. His coach simply said to Johnny, it's okay, everybody does it. When he was 16 years old, he took his first summer job at the supermarket. His assignment was to put the overripe strawberries on the bottom of the box and the good ones on the top where they would show and cover up the bad ones. The kid, the manager said, everybody does it. When he was 18 years old, Johnny and a neighbor applied to a college, for a college scholarship. Johnny was a marginal student. His neighbor was in the upper 3% of his class and he couldn't play right guard. Johnny got the scholarship. It's okay, son. His parents said, everybody does it. When he was 19 years old, he was approached by an upperclassman who offered the test answers for $50. It's okay, kid. Everybody does it here. Johnny was caught and sent home in disgrace. His father asked him, how could you do this to your mother and me? You never learned anything like this at home. His aunt and uncle were shocked as well. If there's one thing the adult world can't stand, it's a kid who cheats. You know, you think about this and you think about how many kids in the world have this type of example in their lives. No wonder the children of the world act the way they do. No wonder. Because it starts in the home. It starts with the example of mom and dad setting a pace, setting a model that the kids will aspire to become, want to become, because they see God working in the lives of their mom. And our kids are going to learn a lot from the world. And they're going to see a lot of bad examples in the schools, the colleges, the neighbors. Our kids in the church are going to learn a lot of bad things from other people. But may it not be said that they're learning bad things with their mom from the home, from the Christian family. May we raise up a generation of kids that are inspired to follow Jesus Christ because they see the sacrifice, they see the love, they see the heart, they see the care that their mothers and fathers are giving to God and to His work. And our kids are inspired to live the rest of their lives because they see that their life too is very short here in this earth. But to pour the rest of their life into God to make a difference in this world. Amen, brothers and sisters. You gotta love them by your example. You gotta love them. Lastly, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 and 6, the apostle Paul is writing about the young minister Timothy, and he simply says this about him. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois. And in your mother, Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Timothy got his faith from his mom. Who earlier got her faith from her mom. And so you see not only mom, but you see grandma living as disciples of Christ. And that's why Timothy was the man that he was in his day. Because he was influenced by his family. And that's the greatest thing Timothy had, Timothy's mom had going for her. She was a disciple of Jesus Christ. She followed God's ways. She was able to influence her son, who later on became one of the most powerful evangelists in New Testament times. It all started with the grandma, then the mom, and it carried on to Timothy. And I'm totally convinced that the person who influenced Jesus Christ second only to God was his mother, Mary. You ever notice that? When football players are on TV? You know, the camera's on them. They're sweating. They just scored a touchdown. You know, what do they say? Hi, second cousin. No, they don't say hi, second cousin. They say, hi, mom. Mom, you're number one. I mean, they never, they never, they always say mom. Mom is the inspiration. Because a mom has such powerful influence over their kids who they can be. Harry and Ada May Day lived in a a four-room adobe house with no running water, no electricity, hundreds of miles from the nearest city. There was no school within driving distance. It seemed that the future of their daughter was slim, but Ada May scrimped enough to subscribe to urban newspapers. She started an intense program for homeschooling. Later, she saved enough money to send her daughter to the best boarding schools available to them. The daughter eventually went on to Stanford University, then to law school, and eventually Sandra Day O'Connor became the first woman Supreme Court justice in the United States. Moms have the ability to sacrifice, to sacrifice everything for their kids so that they can succeed. Moms, you cannot underestimate the power of your influence and what you can do to help shape your kids, not just now, but for the future and for all of eternity. Amen? I want to lift up the single moms that we have in our church. The single moms. I see what you are doing, and it is not easy to raise your children as a single parent. You are heroes in our eyes because of your faithfulness and perseverance in the Lord. What you're, what you're doing to raise your kids, for you to be faithful as a single parent, and then to raise your kids in God's church, you are making a difference, not just now in your child, but for all of eternity. Amen? There's a Jewish proverb that reads, God could not be everywhere, so He made mothers. I'm thankful for my wife, Son. Not just being an incredible wife, but being an incredible, awesome mother. I asked my boys what they appreciate about their mother. Her oldest son said, I love how mom would never put herself before me and Chris. I love how mom is never, she has a never say die attitude as a disciple. I love how mom is a pocket rocket. And can still rebuke the tar out of me even though I'm bigger and stronger than her. I love how Mom gives me money when I need it. I love how Mom is charismatic as a servant and leader, yet gracious at home and gentle at the same time. I love how Mom will always be there for me. It doesn't matter where I go. I'll have her support and love. Our other son says, Mom, she simply, she is always working even when the battery is completely low. She always has time for me and the family, after all her Bible studies, get-togethers, and all those other things, she's a great role model and a great spiritual mom. Also, she is patient when I'm doing something crazy. She always gives me the best. You know, for me, uh, you know, Son and I have a pretty easygoing relationship. We can we can we can really joke around with each other, and we have. Uh, Kind of an easygoing attitude in our marriage, and I'm very thankful for that. Son makes marriage a joy, and uh, I'm thankful to be her husband, and I'm thankful that she is my wife. And we can say things to each other, just you know, in the privacy of our conversations, and we can just say things to each other and just stare for a moment. Earlier this week, uh, I was just reading my Bible, and Son and I would just interrupt one another once once in a while and just make a few comments, and she would. She joyfully came up to me in her spirit and looked at me and said, uh, So, honey, what are you going to get from me for Mother's Day? <laughs> is it a surprise? And, you know, I hugged her and I'm thinking, It is a surprise because I have no idea what it's going to be yet. <laughs> she then later mentioned to me, um, are, are you cooking for me on Mother's Day? Because, you know,. I don't do anything on Mother's Day. This is our one and only day. And I, and I also bought some salmon for you to cook tonight. So that's what we're having for dinner tonight. You know, what I'm grateful for is that my boys admire and their mother For spiritual reasons. She's helping to leave a legacy in our boys, and they will prayerfully leave legacy for the people that they touch in the future. But that's what I love. I I love the fact that God has assembled, and I'm thankful for the family, that God is assembled to witness kids admire their mom for spiritual reasons. That that I could honestly I could die now and go to heaven because I feel very thankful and very blessed. But moms, do your kids admire you for spiritual reasons? Are you loving your kids and they see the love of God coming out of your life? You've got to pursue God. And you've got to live for God for the rest of your life to set that example. I want to end by reading a few words here. If a child lives with criticism... He learns to condemn If a child lives with hostility, He learns to fight. If a child lives with fear, He learns to be apprehensive. If a child lives with pity, He learns to feel sorry for himself. If a child lives with ridicule, He learns to be shy. If a child lives with jealousy, He learns what envy is. If a child lives with shame, He learns to feel guilty. However, If a child lives with encouragement, he learns to be confident. If a child lives with tolerance, he learns to be patient. If a child lives with praise, he learns to be appreciative. If a child lives with acceptance, he learns to love. If a child lives with approval, he learns to like himself. If a child lives with recognition, he learns that it's good to have a goal. If a child lives with sharing, he learns about generosity. If a child lives with honesty and fairness, he learns what truth and justice are. If a child lives with security, he learns to have faith in himself and those about him. If a child lives with friendliness, he learns that the world is a nice place in which to live. If you live with serenity, your child will live with peace in mind. This is the kind of example that we need to set to our kids in the home. This is the kind of example that we need to give. And as moms... I really want to encourage you to love your kids. Love your kids. Grow in the Spirit of Christ so that you'll become all that you need to be for your kids. Kids, love your moms today. Make sure you do something to show your appreciation, not just today, but you grow in your love and appreciation for your mom forevermore. If we do these things, brothers and sisters, I really believe God will be pleased. God will be pleased, and this is God's plan for all mothers. is that we love them, and that moms, you love your kids. Thank you very much. Great being with you today. Amen.